Marketing Support Network is proud to serve the nonprofit community by offering full-service contact center, fulfillment, digital marketing, and fundraising services. Your vision is our mission, and we can't wait to partner with you. Visit marketingsupportnetwork.com for more information. Welcome to the first episode of the new season of the Nonprofit Hub podcast. I'm super excited to be here with you. My name is Megan Spear, and myself, along with Kara Dudleski, are going to be your new hosts for the Nonprofit Hub podcast. We're super excited about that. So, Kara, why don't you introduce yourself real quick? Yes. Hello. For those who don't know me, I am Kara Godleski, and I am the Marketing and Membership Engagement Specialist here at Nonprofit Hub. I've been here at Nonprofit Hub for about two years, so you may have seen me host webinars. You may have seen me at Cause Camp. And I'm excited to kick off this year with Megan. Yeah, I am super excited to be a part of it. Uh, we have some really big things coming up, but we wanted to use today to just introduce ourselves to you as we launch a new season of the podcast, um, talk a little bit about what you're in store for this season and how excited we are about that. So to get started, Kara, I'm going to ask you some questions. Let's get to know you a little bit. Um, for a lot of our nonprofit friends year-end is a super busy season year-end giving has them a little crazy everybody's like in their own space and going a little bit nuts and you as i understand it were in a totally different space for new year's (laughs) as year-end giving season was going crazy tell me where you were so to celebrate the year end and the new year i took a trip to northeast arkansas to go duck hunting um, it's a kind of a nice balance after staring at your computer screen all day to get out yeah. and decompress a little bit in nature. Um, and I have had a great time out there. It was really cold. I was telling Megan a little bit that we were all covered in frost, standing in the cold water. But it's a really great time to have that balance between the digital world and the nature world. That's great. I think that's so fun. Um, how long has you been duck hunting? Um, this is my fifth season. I didn't grow up doing it, but I have, when I moved down south, it was kind of the thing to do. And I've always had a passion and kind of grew up around people who were interested in that, those kinds of hobbies. So um, it's it's really fun to be involved in that. And again, a lot of, a lot of women aren't involved in it, but it's kind yeah. of a fun thing to do. And it's it's really exciting. And when you see the beautiful flooded timber and the sunrise over the water, it's it's kind of a great experience. Even if it's really cold, I feel like, (laughs) I mean, I understand it's Arkansas, it's south of where I am here in Pittsburgh, but it still has to be pretty cold. Oh, yeah. We woke up and it was 26 degrees. Um, The aluminum boats were covered in in ice, but we made it. It's okay. (laughs) That is some commitment right there. It sure is. (laughs) But I, I love that. So tell me a little bit about how that plays into some of your passions and into some of the passion you bring to your nonprofit work. Yeah, sure thing. Um, as the duck hunters and hunters in general, there a lot of us are really passionate about conservation, and non- nonprofits make a huge impact within the duck hunting world. Some of the, some people might be familiar with organizations like Ducks Unlimited or Delta Waterfowl, and it's really cool to be a professional in the nonprofit space and also be involved in paying attention to nonprofits that are actually coincide with your own passions. Um, organizations like Ducks Unlimited have really big efforts into waterfowl habitat conservation. They do a lot of things with 
making sure that the breeding populations are up to speed, the health of ducks are um, studied, and they have a lot of biologists dedicated to it. So it's really cool to be involved in that kind of world. I've I've did some volunteer work with Delta Waterfowl as well. So it's kind of cool to put my professional and passions together to further your own um, professional and personal missions. That's awesome. Very cool. So tell me your favorite part about your work with nonprofits here at Nonprofit Hub. One of the coolest things I think about Nonprofit Hub is talking to so many different types of professionals and such various different nonprofit spaces. I mean, we have people from the East Coast, the West Coast. We had people from CauseCamp come from Mexico, from Africa. So it was really interesting to be able to meet people from all over the country and from such a variety of different nonprofits. And it's really interesting, too, when we do things like webinars to have to be able to have the opportunity to interact with people in the chat and have people say, wow, this really helped us. This really was something I needed to learn. This is a great tip for marketing, fundraising. Oh, I never thought of doing our website like this, whatever it might be. So that's one of the coolest things that even though we may not help one particular type of nonprofit, it's really interesting to see how we can uh, impact such a variety and such a vast um, array of nonprofits from really worldwide. That's so cool. Do you have a favorite story from CosCamp? I'm so excited to get it going again this year. <laughs> Wait, definitely um, mark your calendars. We're going to be back. Uh, yes, yeah, we're definitely <laughs> excited for CosCamp. <laughs> um, but do you have a favorite story from CosCamp over the years? I would say probably just one of my favorite stories is working with some of our sponsors um, in the past to deliver scholarships for individuals mm-hmm. and working with some of some individuals who maybe never had the opportunity or didn't have funds for their nonprofit to send them and having our sponsors come in and play a huge part in helping people access that information and just hearing people firsthand stories about how wow like they grew their network they had some really great key takeaways we've had some awesome experiences with our marketing boot camp with Lindsay Lachelle and people walking away and like wow this is such a valuable resource we have an entire marketing plan now so it's just really, I like those little little networking opportunities that we go hand in hand with Cause Camp and just having, seeing people um, interact and having, even talking to some attendees who had met at Cause Camp and continue, had continued to meet up at Cause Camp and have connections later on down the line that they met through that event. So it's really cool to see how that continues on past the event itself. I love that. Very cool. I, this past fall was my first year at Cause Camp. Um, super excited. Man, some excellent speakers. Yes. I think I just really, I walked away with so much information. It was amazing. So I'm excited to do that one again. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Uh, so I'm excited to have you on as the podcast. I know you've always been kind of the webinar girl. So I'm excited yeah. to have you on the podcast. We'll be interviewing all sorts of people. Um I just am excited to have you here. I think it'll be great. Yeah. Um, and what about yourself, Megan? How was your um, New Year's and how did it go for you? <laughs> you had a little different a little different vibe than me. Yeah, our New Year's is a little different. So um, Marketing Support Network is the company that I work for. And um, we do a ton of work in the nonprofit space, specifically around call center work. And so those last few days when everybody's calling in for their last minute donations, um, 
are some of our busiest days of the year. And so it's kind of all hands on deck. It doesn't matter what your actual title is. You are here and you're taking calls and you're taking chats and helping with fulfillment. And so it's just a big party. So it's it's definitely not like the maybe the rah-rah celebrations of <laughs> New Year's in my 20s maybe, but um it's definitely fun. It's all hands on deck. Our president's mom literally came in and brought us a whole tray of baked ziti and homemade eggnog and ice cream sundaes. And it just, it's, it's very fun. It's very fun, but it's certainly a different type of New Year's. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure a lot, I know most people in the nonprofit world can relate to that. I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, it's some of the busiest days, but definitely worth it when we see we we saw so many of our organizations that had matching grants and matching gift challenges going on this year. And it's so fun to be able to watch them cross those goals and like to be a part of that process. So yeah. 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 It was great. And I know also I want to want you to talk a little bit too about your book. I know that's that's a exciting thing going on. It is, yeah. And and I'm excited to share it with some more people this year. So I I got bored during the pandemic. Um, <laughs> other people were gardening and making bread starters or yeah. <laughs> whatever that sourdough craze was. And I had no interest in either of those things. <laughs> that does not intrigue me. But I was also, I found myself kind of in a place where I was going through a lot of changes. Um, there was just a lot to process in my world that had happened over the last year prior to that. And so I was on a walk with a friend of mine and she was like, you know, I really think you need to start journaling to kind of work through some of these things. Mm -hmm. And so I texted her the next day and I was like, I don't know what you did, but I sat down and I started to write to like get it out. And I have like 5,000 words down already. And she was like, so maybe you have a book. And so the more that I kept journaling and the more I kept kind of working through some of those processes and identifying some patterns that I was seeing in myself, um, the more I had to say. Mm -hmm. And so it just became this, this piece that um, kept going back to this very central theme. Um, so the book is called Letting Go of Should. And it kept coming back to this theme of, of all of these things that I did because I felt like someone thought I should or someone told me I should or it was an expectation that I thought I should live up to. And the weight of those and letting go of the weight of those and moving forward into who I actually am like created to be and made to be. So it was a really interesting process. I never intended to write a book. I never <laughs> started out with any goals of that. Yeah. Um, but it's been amazing to see as I have shared that story, as I've put the book out there, because it is pretty, it's pretty real. It's pretty vulnerable. Um, it's extremely transparent about my journey and where I've come from. Um, and it's amazing. I just got a message like a week ago from a girl that I don't know. She lives in Arizona. A friend of hers recommended my book based on some things that she was going through because a friend had recommended it to her. So it was like five degrees of separation back to this girl. And she was like, I just thank you so much. It, this meant so much. It was exactly what I needed to hear. So those kind of like, if I could just touch one life like that, I think yeah. that's amazing. Um, so it's been a really fun process. I enjoyed writing and going through the editing process a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, but it's it's been really fun to be able to get my message out there and, and share that with folks too.
At Marketing Support Network, we are proud to support nonprofits by providing top-tier customer service solutions for your donors. Live U.S.-based agents are able to assist your callers by phone, email, website live chat, or social media response 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. From taking donations to updating records, answering questions to placing orders, let Marketing Support Network help you take donor care to the next level. Visit marketingsupportnetwork.com for more information. What was some of the most challenging parts of writing a book or what did you, I couldn't even imagine sitting down to thousands of thousands of words (laughs) at a time. Yeah. So I, I think the hardest part there's there, I would say there's two for me that were equally hard. One is, um, once I kind of committed to, okay, this is something that I actually want to explore and I want to make it that way. Um, making, being disciplined enough to make myself sit down and do it and consistently write as we're going forward. Now, thankfully it was a pandemic. There wasn't a whole lot else to do. Right. If it would have been a normal world, I don't know that I ever could have gotten it done, but that definitely was, that discipline was a challenge. And then Two, the night before my book came out, I had this like existential crisis moment and I can, I can so vividly see myself sitting on my couch with my best friend. Um, and I started crying and he was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, people are going to read it. And he, I, he is a very analytical, like very practical black and white kind of individual. And he was like, isn't that isn't that the whole point? Is it like it's a book, Megan? Of course, people are going to read it. Right. But in the process, it was so cathartic. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, to realize that, like, oh, ha, people are going to actually read that, and and to put that vulnerability out there was kind of a a second round of hard, I right. guess, <laughs> that I maybe didn't anticipate at first. But his face was just so funny. He was like, I. Of course, people. It's a. <laughs> what did you intend for people to do with it? So, there's definitely some fears tied into that, though, because in the yeah. way like, you're processing, like, oh, like, what are people going to think? Like, is there yeah. what's the feedback going to be? Are people going to receive it? Are they going to hate it? Are they going to love it? And yeah, a lot of. I mean, it is. It's a vulnerable thing if you're putting your own words and your thoughts on paper, and people are looking at it and critiquing it, or. Yeah, like writing reviews on it on Amazon. Yeah, absolutely, like putting be. Amazon reviews out there, and yeah, so it was a little. That part was a little terrifying, um, but it's also opened some really good conversations and opened some doors that way. So I'm excited to see how else it gets used while it's out there. Did you touch on your work with nonprofits within that book? I did. Yes. Um, so I have been either working in the nonprofit space or serving the nonprofit space for close to 20 years now. Wow. Man, that is, that's a long time. Uh, <laughs> You're a professional. You're a pro now. Yes, You're an expert. Pro, <laughs> in it. Um, and so obviously that, that experience has touched a lot of my life and I brought a lot of that experience to the book as well. Um, I started out my career working as a communications director for a nonprofit here in Pittsburgh. Um, and then working with some nonprofits through a local radio station. And then obviously now for the last almost 10 years, nine, uh, nine and a half years <laughs> at MSN, uh, serving nonprofits and helping them with their communication and fundraising strategies on the back end. So I, it's something that I love. It's an industry that I love because 
in my opinion, there is no other job that has the impact that we have mm-hmm. to be able to partner with organizations who are doing amazing work for countless causes across the globe, mm-hmm. I think is the most rewarding career I could think of for myself. You know, I look at, um, so your passion points around like conservation and yes, you know, saving the planet. And we have people who are working with kids and working with healthcare and working with ministries. And they are doing these amazing things all across the country, all across the world. And I think it's so fun to just be able to be a tiny part and a support of that on the back end. Um, And so that's really what kind of drives my passion for the work that we do, obviously for the work that Nonprofit Hub does, because I want to be able to equip those leaders better um, to do their work better. And I'm excited to grow that here in 2024. So all in all, I, it is the most rewarding career I could think of. Yes, I agree. And as a young professional too, I have definitely found the nonprofit sector to be a really interesting place too, um, not only for helping others and giving back to your own communities, but also like just for skill development. Um, as a young person, young professionals, like you can just gain so many valuable skills by working with nonprofits mm-hmm. because oftentimes there's such a, like a variety of skills you need. Um, often, you know, the, the, the whole saying is, oh, you wear a lot of hats. You wear a lot of hats yes. in the nonprofit world. <laughs> so you learn as a young professional, it's like you learn skills like project management, communication, um, fundraising, strategic planning. If you can fundraise, I mean, that's transferable skills in your later life. Sales, yeah, absolutely. Sales, um, so many different opportunities and you're oftentimes maybe put in settings that maybe you didn't expect. And you're forced to grow. Um, and that's kind of a cool thing. It's like a you get to just get this diverse experience and to overcome so many different challenges and new responsibilities and tasks. So that's kind of a cool aspect to me as a as a young professional too, to be able to be in there and um even having the opportunity to learn from leaders and you work a lot of closely with community partners and networking opportunities. So it's one of like the best things I could have gotten into is kind of the public relations marketing kind of area because in the nonprofit world, you're just you're forced to learn, forced to grow, adapt, change, um, yes. learn new skills all the time. So that's kind of been a fun aspect for me as well. And the as, as a young person, yeah, I think that's so true. And I I am hopeful as we as you and I continue on this podcast journey <laughs> coming up through 2024. I hope that that encouragement in their work is something that that comes across. So I think for me, if I think about, you know, some of the guests that we have coming up on the podcast, which I'm so excited for, um, we're going to continue obviously to do some really practical, here's how to do these things in your work. But I'm really excited for some of the thought leaders that we have coming up for thinking outside the box and also growing as a leader um, and and empowering folks that way. So I am super excited about where we're headed on the podcast this season. Um, but also I'm excited to hear from folks too about what they want to learn about. Um, yeah. So if there's something <laughs> that you are particularly interested in or a topic you want to make sure we cover, please reach out to either Kara or myself. We want to make sure that we're giving our nonprofit friends what they need as well. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Kara, if you, if you could have your dream, anybody as big as you want to dream, who would be your ideal podcast guest? Like who would be your dream interview? Realistic or not? Oh my, that's a, 
<laughs> That's a tough question. Um, does that is it related to the nonprofit world? Doesn't have to be. Nope. Your dream interview, though. Ooh, um, I would have to say I really like Lex Friedman. Um, okay. he, he's a podcaster himself, and he is really big in the tech space. He's also just one of those kind of people who's just like a very understanding um, person. He's interviewed just a variety of, of people. Um, he has a really interesting mindset on the world and um, his perspectives on technology. He recently did a AI virtual interview with Mark Zuckerberg. Um, he's interested. He's interviewed Kanye West whenever the whole scandal was going on with him and he was very understanding and kind of gave him a chance to explain himself and he's just one of those people that brings a really understanding and compassionate viewpoint to the world i think that's oftentimes what people need as a platform to be able to speak communicate and maybe dive a little bit deeper and have some understanding and show compassion to people i love that Okay, well, goals. That's our. <laughs> yeah, he's a, that's like the biggest one. I, he's just one of my, I guess, like one of yeah. my podcaster people I, I love to listen to. I feel the same when this would be my answer again, like, has no relation to the nonprofit space necessarily. But I think one of the people that I find most fascinating right now is Brene Brown uh-huh. um, and the way that she approaches communication and vulnerability and uh some of the organizational work that she has done around um emotions and understanding emotional intelligence and how that plays a factor in the workplace uh, i just finished another one of her books last week so i'm big fan that would be like <laughs> <laughs> oh, emotional intelligence is, yeah emotional Absolutely. intelligence is huge and oftentimes a skill that's overlooked and especially within leadership i mean people can yeah. be great people create great work and products but if they don't if they're lacking emotional intelligence a lot of things cannot maybe not run as smoothly and i mean we're people with that emotional intelligence is absolutely necessary especially within the nonprofit space I and mean, we're appealing to emotions all the time with our messaging all the time absolutely <laughs> so yes that would be that would be my ideal dream big <laughs> goal but uh in the meantime we have some very exciting guests coming up. I am like, super excited for some conversations that we have scheduled. Um, again, we want to make it so that it's practical and usable and a good resource, um, but also so that it is encouraging you to grow as a leader, to grow in your role, um, and to be at your best. So I think we're going to hit a really great stride with the podcast this year, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, Kara, coming up on the webinars... Right. So we do still have our webinar series as well. Um, talk to us about a little bit about the webinars and some things that we have coming up there. Yeah, we have a couple things coming up and we haven't released them quite yet, but we <laughs> will have some. I know we have um, some guests from DonorBox going to be on there. So we're excited to have them. Um, Divine Consulting, they're going to be having a webinar with us as well. So we will have some coming up. And if we also are always happy to hear from y'all. And if if you have a really topic you're really passionate and want to speak about, you can always reach out to us too, because we also like to hear from our audience and people, again, who have practical stuff. So we're always looking for speakers and presenters that have valuable insights. Absolutely. And there is a form on our website for that on the podcast page. If you're interested in joining us at any point, we'd be happy to hear from you. Feel free to go on to Nonprofit Hub's website under the podcast page and fill out that form there. 
Um, so as we wrap up today, Kara, if there's one thing that you could leave our podcast audience with as to why they should hit that subscribe button and follow along to our journey this year, what would you say? Ooh, I would say one thing I'm really excited about this year is that we have a lot of new courses coming out. So if you want to follow us along, whether it's on our newsletter, our email list, and our podcast, that's one really great thing. We have about three new courses. We have something Lindsay Lachelle coming out about delegation, social media. We also have a really great one coming out about influencer marketing for nonprofits. So that's kind of the great thing that I would kind of stick around and pay attention to because we have a lot of great resources there. And this is kind of the time in the new year to dive into that professional growth, starting off with some new knowledge. So that would be a great reason to stick around. And also because we'll have our announcements about CauseCamp coming up. So that's another reason why it's great to be involved with Nonprofit Hub. Love it. Um, I would also encourage you to stick around because of the variety of guests that are coming up this season, both from in the nonprofit space, from vendors who serve the nonprofit space, as well as folks who are actually working in nonprofits, and then people outside the space too, with some kind of best practices that we can take from their industries as well. So it's going to be a good variety of folks, and I'm excited to hear all of their wisdom. So definitely stick around and join us. We are super excited to be spending 2024 with you on the new season of Nonprofit Hub Podcast. Again, my name is Megan Spear and this is Karen Godleski and we are going to be your hosts this year. So thanks for joining us and we look forward to talking to you soon. Until next time.